we were talking about earlier, once I started having these conversations with these women and feeling that so much myself, that like just um, overwhelm every single day, I just started getting feeling like there's got to be a better way to manage mm-hmm. through this phase of life. And there's plenty of other moms that have come before us. So like, surely somebody has a great answer here. And I went on down this road of just like trying to discover and do all this education on what was out there for me, to, like resources to help me. I read so many books. I listened to so many podcasts. I was like on the internet searching, trying to figure out what was out there, but truly really what I found, I felt like were more band-aid solutions. Yeah. People are talking about time management tasks or like block scheduling or how to manage your to-do list better or tips on how to be more productive in a day. But I, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's nobody more productive than mom than working moms. Like yeah. we do more in a day than some people do like in a week or a month. Hey, hello and welcome to the And Then We All podcast. I am your host, Christina Borsetti, and we are in episode 34. They were talking to the owner of Rally the Village, Lauren Mora. Lauren helps career-driven moms run their week so they can be high achievers at both work and home. With 10 years of strategic sales background for a Fortune 500 company, she now runs the Village community and attempts daily to wrangle her three young kids with her husband in New Orleans. She's an ex-corporate strategic sales executive, supporting you every week to tackle all that's on your plate. She acts as your mom brain personal assistant, doing the planning and thinking behind the scenes so you can easily execute on your full-time job of being a mom. She spends her days working hard to drive her career forward and finding strategic ways to do as little housework as possible. She spends her evenings running after her kids and being the cruise director of her house. She spends her weekends on house projects, chauffeuring children to various activities, and getting together with friends for a good cocktail and food. She created The Village after running a healthy sauce business aimed at helping working moms have less stress around mealtime. She realized us moms needed more support in feeling like we are being the kind of mom we want to be, not overachieving to quote unquote, do it all. So she came up with a system that helps others have a lot less stress and more quality time without sacrificing the other important areas of our lives. And now she runs a community to provide the same system for other moms. I think you'll really enjoy the conversation today because for one, we started off with kind of a mom tale. When things just go awry, Lauren shares with us the story of how they found possums in her attic. And Lauren has a lot of really interesting things happen to her. We've been friends via Voxer, believe it or not. Uh, We met through a mastermind. We've never met in person, but she has become a near and dear friend. And enough so that we're sending Christmas cards to each other and we're able to have these really comfortable conversations. So this is a conversation amongst friends, but really focusing around how she is helping busy moms because you could be listening in on this and you could be a woman who's looking to achieve something that God has put something on your heart. You want to go out on your own or you want to go back to work, but you're feeling really guilty and you're feeling like you're not going to be a present mom or right now you don't feel like you're a present mom and one I'm going to encourage you and say to you yes you are a great mom look at you listening into this episode to try to understand on a deeper level what is going on so that you can be more joyful and you can be more peaceful in the relationship with your children and your family and two we are going to talk about that today and how we don't want to add more on in into what we're already doing how can we 
take what we're already doing and just sneak little bits and pieces, snippets of things into our lives that are gonna help manage it, are gonna help add in more fun. We can talk all about that. So I don't wanna get into too much of it here. I just wanted to give you a quick little introduction to my friend, Lauren. Let's get into the episode and I can't wait to hear what you think. Got a big, got a big bucket, right? He was like, I'm going up in the attic. And I was like, dude, there's babies, like there's going to be a mama. There's going to be like a full size possum coming at you for, to, to, direct, to protect the baby. Don't, and the kids are sleeping. I'm going in. I was like, okay. So you peeked in and saw them? My husband pulled the attic because we have the second floor where all the kids rooms are. And mm-hmm. then the attic door pulls down and I heard him doing it and I was like what is he doing and then he he comes in the room and he goes because I was putting the boys to bed he goes Lauren I need to talk to you I was like okay he's like come in the room right now and he like goes in the other room and shuts the door and he's like there's baby possums up there and I was like you gotta be kidding how did he even get in there is there an eve or something I don't know I mean, we just got a new roof. So I'm assuming there's like a hole in a soffit somewhere where they snuck in. So now like we got to get them out. I guess the plan is I called the animal control guy. He just hasn't called me back. But I guess you get them out and then you seal everything up. I guess the, he's got to clean up all the stuff up there. So yeah. you've never had animals in your house before? Unwanted uh, animals? <laughs> when I was living in Atlanta, I was living by myself and I was traveling like every week. I came home one night. I was like flying in. It was late at night. And I walked in my door. You know how when you live alone, you kind of like know where every single thing is. Yeah. Like you, you just know, like nobody else has touched your stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, so I walked in and I was like, this is not right. And there was a squirrel that had got, this is like a rental house. A squirrel got in my house, ransacked. I mean, I hadn't gone all week. He ransacked. It was on my bed. He had gone through my closet, like all my clothes were, it was, my house was ransacked. It looked like somebody came through and just like, the curtains were broken and he was there huddled up in my little couch. And my, I was a duplex. I, whenever I called my neighbor, I was like, Paul, you have to help me. And he's like, so we got, we got a broom, like tried to usher it out. Of course he didn't go outside. He went into the house and then I had to call animal control that time again. (laughs) Alvin. (laughs) Little Alvin's ransacking your apartment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, me and relationships with squirrels haven't been the same since, but I mean, possums are just, they are so nasty looking like, ugh. It's gross. Well, I'm sorry. Are they still right there right right now? They're upstairs in your attic, just chilling. Okay. (laughs) Well, all fun things. All fun things. Okay. We are going to talk about your new business venture, which is very close to your heart because you're a mama, mama of three. Yeah. So I want you to talk about what are some of the things that you're seeing in just speaking with other moms and other women in your community? What are some common themes that you're seeing that women are struggling with? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like that, I guess that all really started during COVID when I was delivering sauces with my first venture, the uh, Lively Sauces, and I hand delivered those sauces. So I was going to mom's doorsteps to deliver this stuff. And then we really would just like get into a conversation. And sometimes it would turn into like a therapy session. (laughs) And we would be like, 
we're, we're so stressed out. We're so busy. And that's why I was doing that business. That was like the focus of helping busy moms in the kitchen. But we were always talking about life um, and being a mom and just every, I mean, they all felt the same way that I did. Our kids were starting to get to be so active. It was, it felt out of control every day. It was just life was running so quickly and we felt like we couldn't catch up. You know, we felt like mm-hmm. there was too much to do every day. Um, so I think moms sort of almost sometimes treat it as a joke. Like when you get around other moms, you're always like, you know, people are kind of off the cuff laughing, like I am drowning, like, and they kind of laugh about it. But I mean, that's, there's a real need there. Like there's a real problem. <laughs> And I think most moms are just waiting for the phase to pass. They're like, well, this is a few short years. Um, but in reality, it's not you, you know, but they're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to deal with it because every other mom is just dealing with it. And, I, you know, that's that's what I see around me. So that's what it is. You know, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. I'm just going to veg out, you know, tap out at the end of the night, watch Netflix and just like keep being stressed out. It's no way to live right? There's no way to live and not to get too serious, but there have been news reports recently of mothers who have hurt their children or themselves ran away and disappeared because of the mental overload. And that's as much as we, we joke about it because it's, I think we can come together and we can have a laugh. We try to normalize the things. And I think trying to normalize it makes us feel better and more calm about it, but it doesn't help. Totally. No, it doesn't help at all. And I think it just makes it seem like it's normal and like there's nothing else that can be done. I feel like that's how moms feel because that's what they're talking about with their other mom friends. But yeah, that's, that's horrible. And I think a lot of, I mean, don't you feel like it's just, sort of culminated to be so much worse after COVID when like moms kind of hit that point and then they never got a chance to recover. You know, during COVID, everyone was like, oh, we're moving, like life slowed down. We're going to learn these important lessons and learn how to take it slower in life, which is a joke. Like we, we sped up at the same speed, if not even faster. I feel like that's all moms talk about these days. (laughs) Time is going lightning speed like you can't even see the months going by it so fast you know so I mean I think moms are at a breaking point not quite as far on that spectrum but a lot of moms that I've talked to have left their job altogether I mean these are like uh, career women too lawyers like business women who are like I just can't my kids are sick every week I'm constantly juggling activities I just can't hold down a full-time job that's just uh, they don't want to be leaving the workforce. They just feel sort of forced out of it because of where they are with their kids. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that. I left you a voice note last night. I just had been sort of ignoring some things for a few weeks because I was sick and then my daughter was sick and husband's sick, and everyone's sick and you're just trying to take care of your family. And then finally you like the, the smoke clears, so to speak. And you're like, wow, I just got 15 different phone calls about you know, whatever this, that, and the other thing, there's paperwork we have to do. Oh, the school's asking for this because they're having this fun rate. It's just, you know, whatever husband's out of town, blah, 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 trying to <laughs> cook clean meals, get your workout in, try to get your sleep. But then the only time you can do the work is right before you go to bed. It's just like, it's insane. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's so unfair because we choose the actions in which we, we are, 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 
I don't want to try to say here. We're choosing what we engage with. So, you know, if we're we're choosing to engage in these activities for our kids that to keep them active, there's going to be needs there, right? And so it's just the more yeah. you have to do. Or if, you know, you're choosing to work full-time or even if you're just choosing to work part-time, I mean, whatever. Being a mom is, I think, a full-time job. So it's just, you're, you basically have two jobs no matter which way you cut it. Totally. How do you find the time? How do you... How do you help people with that? So that's really where, right, the village is coming in. Like you're seeing the need that moms are overwhelmed. They're spent emotionally and physically. Like there's there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. no, there's, no, there's no time, right? And you're hearing it and you're seeing it. And so it's like that need to help, that need to support women. So how does, how does the village do that? When I was starting my first venture during COVID, I knew that... I wanted that business to serve busy working moms. And the the approach that it took to get at that was help with mealtime. At dinner, Mm -hmm. you could put a meal that you felt good about on the table that was so easy and fast to prepare. And so that you could spend your very little time that you had in the evening doing more important things. We were talking about earlier, once I started having these conversations with these women and feeling that so much myself, that like just um, overwhelm every single day, I just started getting feeling like there's got to be a better way to manage mm-hmm. through this phase of life. And there's plenty of other moms that have come before us. So like, surely somebody has a great answer here. And I went on down this road of just like trying to discover and do all this education on what was out there for me, to, like resources to help me. I read so many books. I listened to so many podcasts. I was like on the internet searching, trying to figure out what was out there, but truly really what I found, I felt like were more band-aid solutions. People are talking about time management tasks or like block scheduling or how to manage your to-do list better or tips on how to be more productive in a day. But I, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's nobody more productive than mom than working moms. Like yeah. we do more in a day than some people do like in a week or a month, you know, we're, we're doing all the things every day. Um, and so I um, am a huge proponent of uh, functional medicine. I practice that and I see a functional medicine doctor and their biggest pillar is we are looking for the root of the problem. And right. so I don't, one day I just was thinking like, what is the root of this? Like, this is a big problem. Um, What's at the root of it? Because I tried all those other tactics and I just, they didn't make me feel better. They didn't make me feel less stressed out every single day. Like I could manage my to-do list so well and perfectly, but things still kept piling on top of it and hitting me when I didn't expect it, you know? Um, And so I think that's where the genesis of this whole program started was like, let's really think about what moms need, what is going to help um, really move the needle, help them feel better. Um, So that's what the program really does. I, I ended up this took a while just to kind of work through in my own house, but I ended up feeling like, it's not actually the things that are on your to-do list because there's always going to be lots of things on your to-do list. We can handle the things on our to-do list. I think it's like the stress and the overload that it causes in our brain. And it's feeling like you're reacting to all the time. Like things are coming at you. You're getting notifications from school. Something came up at work. 
the, a kid is sick and has to be at home. Like you just constantly don't know what to expect in this phase of life. And so you're reacting to everything instead of being in the driver's seat. And so everything that I built with this program aims to help moms feel like they are being proactive, like they're in the driver's seat. And that really reduces the mental stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and just to take a step further on that, I think that reactivity is where like, you know, that feeling of when you get home in the evening and you're with your kids and you just are distracted, you're, you're stressed out. You're thinking about dinner. You're thinking about something that happened at work that day, a situation you're thinking about an email that you have to send. And you're just like not present with your kids. But I think that being more proactive helps you to be more present. And one of the other things I focus on in the group is very, very easy ways to spend quality time with your kids or yourself. I have five pillars that I focus on adding things back in. So it's really about taking the overload and stress away and adding the good quality moments back in. For anyone listening, you know, I joined into your group as it's getting started and I already had felt right off the bat that I was benefiting from what you were doing because it was something as simple as just a reminder, here is the summer camp thing, right? Because summer camp thing, I'm just in year two here and I'm every just, yeah, it's, it's it's a race. Yeah. It's no joke. (laughs) And yeah, I almost was like, Nick, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch her all summer. And then he's like, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, but you're gonna, no. <laughs> so we agreed to do some summer camps, but no, you sent out that Excel sheet and it was just refreshing to have someone go, Hey, Christina, nudge, nudge. It's time for you to get on this because sure. I was thinking about it, but you know, where's my Excel sheet from last year or, you know, what research I had already done. Just that simple thing was just helpful because like you said earlier about, because I've done it too, like how can I live my life more productively and have less stress, but they're just telling you to do another thing. It's another to do mm-hmm. thing. Like, okay, so how am I going to manage my to-do list? Well, now I've got to watch this video on how to manage right. my to-do list. And then I have to figure, I'm like, for gosh sakes, I know how to write things down and cross them off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it just, it's more of like, you've kind of, you call yourself the personal assistant to moms. That's what it is. And I do, I do really feel that. And then the suggestions for how to spend time with your kids, because again, I do feel like we know how to spend time with our kids, but when you have so many other things in your head, you forget how to do simple things that these kids enjoy. Like they're not looking for you to, you know, take them to Disney on the weekend. They just want to spend time with their parents. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think back to the memories that you have of growing up as a kid, like it wasn't when your mom sat down on the floor with you and free played for three hours, it was little tiny snippets of, of moments, right? Like that's where the memories are made. Um, So that's what those activities aim to do every week. But yeah, I don't want moms to ever feel like, um, I don't have time for this. Like I'm not adding, I'm trying not to add anything else to mom's list. Mm -hmm. And, and I am in this program too. Like I live this. So I use these things every week. Also there's, if there's a program that involves a lot of time consuming things, I'm not doing it. I don't have time for that. So really what I tried to do was strategically 
build what was going to move the needle for moms and help them feel better about this phase of life. And then sort of do all the planning and thinking in the background and serve it up to you so that you can just take it and run with it. But it truly takes five minutes a week to do the plan that I suggest. And then you just work it through the week. Very, very quick and easy things there. And there's no weekly calls. There's no, there's nothing you have to think about. Yeah. I was even, as you were talking, I was thinking of like the chore chart. I finally got the chore chart up. You know, so <laughs> yeah, like two months after I think you initially sent it, but it's up. And I just thought like, wow, thank yeah. you for the thoughtful reminder. I mean, you have to be ready, willing, and able to do these things as well. Like you just have to be like, sometimes it's like your wits end. You're like, please just give me, give me a lifeboat here, you know, like preserve or whatever it is. I feel that you are someone who rolls with the punches and, and I've told you this before. I love the way you just like kind of laugh your way through it. And you're just like, yeah, that's it. That's life. We're going to do it. And I, th- I think there's a great attitude to have. Is that just you naturally? This all comes naturally to you, you would say? Well, you have to laugh or you'll cry, right? <laughs> yeah, a, you know you feel I that. laugh when I cry. It's like a little bit of a... <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. yeah. I am not honestly somebody who rolls with the punches. I feel like I am a... I mean, a lot of people out there are probably the same way type A person where I need a plan. And if I don't have a plan, I feel out of control and it's so stressful to me. And I grew up in the corporate world. That was my first job out of college. And they hammered it into my head. You have a big plan and you figure out how to work your plan and you break it down into actionable steps. And then you figure out what resources you need to pull to get that done. And so I don't want to say that I run my house like I run a business because that sounds cold, but I do take the same principles and apply it to my house because when I have a plan, I feel like I'm saying in control, like I feel things are spinning out and I don't know what's happening. So just having a very simple plan every week and being able to look at it. If I have a little activity with my kids. If I write on the calendar on Wednesday, this is, I'm going to do this then like a five minute activity. Say we like go in the door and we find a YouTube video and dance to it. If it's on the calendar, I'm going to do it. But if it's just in my head or I plan to do it, but it's just out there, like it's not getting done. So I feel a lot more centered when I have a plan and I'm working my plan. Yeah. Of course. Right. (laughs) Everything goes to plan, which is not very, and it's not always perfect. I'm not like this always planned out perfectly centered mom. Mm -hmm. I get overwhelmed and stressed out. I mean, there's still things that you can't plan for. There's still things coming up that you can, it's just that phase of life. It's it's true. And I was thinking about our conversations about support too, because told me you don't have necessarily family in the area that's just going to come over like, Hey, um, you know, my son is sick. Can you come over and watch him for an hour? I get some work done. It's not that easy. And yes. I think, oh my gosh. Yeah. The moms who have that, that I know who have like, especially both sets of grandparents who live close to them. And they're like, Oh, I'll just call one of the grandparents. I always think that's so nice for you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, and some of us have yeah. like something in the middle of there and some of us have no family that's close. Yeah. I know moms like that. And you just have to resign to the fact that when you need help, you have to pay for it. But one of the things that I focus on in this group is delegation, because mm-hmm. I think moms do a terrible job of this. I mean, yeah. within their house are just like, well, I'm going to do it because I can do it faster. Like folding the clothes, 
cleaning up, doing the dishes. A lot of times we're just, I don't want my kids to help because it's going to take longer and it's going to be a mess. And you know, I don't have time for that. Just do it and it will be done. Looking at to other tasks and responsibilities too. I mean, it doesn't always have to mean hiring a full-time nanny. So I try to give creative ways that moms can delegate things. And sometimes it's like, this past month, one of the suggestions was buy a Roomba, like just get it, you know, use like do it technology, yeah. use like or use a person, but maybe just for a few hours a week. There are so many services available now that you don't have to hire somebody and spend a lot of money. People are willing to do micro tasks. You yeah. know, I always find the thing that you really, really hate doing. Mm -hmm. What is it? And you can probably find somebody to do it or find a different way to do it. Or like delegating is also doing it less frequently. You don't yeah. have to, maybe you don't have to do that every day. If you sit down and think about it, or maybe your kids can do it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to look at it and to get help. That was something in um, a previous coaching group in which we were all in, there was a worksheet and it was just write down all of the things that you do. And I was like, holy smokes, this is longer than this one page printout. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, can you delegate? And I was like, well, <laughs> is it going to get done? Like, I don't know. Exactly. You know, I know, those sorts of things. So it's really, really tough. But like you said, and it just depends, right, on people's, uh, you know, financial situation. And like you said, you know, family support and things like that, because, and also the age of your kids, right? My daughter just turned six. She's going on seven. So now she's kind of like, oh, this vacuuming is fun. Does it really get done that well? No, I'm, I'm there the next day, maybe cleaning up a little bit, but she's engaging and it's good for her. But, you know, last year, forget it. Like she make her bed. <laughs> like what? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. And then I mean, having accepting. Yeah. Just accept things are going to be messy. Just living in it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things. Like about two years ago, I made my husband sit down with me. We normally do quarterly retreats with each other. And I use the term oh, really? retreat loosely because when our but when our kids were really little, we got away for a night or two, but now it's oh, let's go to fun. dinner, you know, or have a, like sit on the couch at home for five minutes and do this. But we kind of sit down and just get focused on him and then me and then our family and what's going on, where our goals are for the next quarter. Um, we did this about two years ago. I made him take a really deep dive with me. And I wrote down on a piece of paper, everything that I could think about that was in my head that I'm responsible for, for the house. And he looked at that piece of paper and he was like, are you serious? <laughs> he was like, this is, this is a long list. I was like, yes, I know. This is basically what's in my head all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we kind of went through it and there's only so much that you can push off to your spouse. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, some of that too went on a list of when we are ready to delegate or hire, you know, somebody, these are the thing I already know the things that I would offload to people. But it's just so tough. Like you just get so, well, for me, I get so finicky the way I want things to be, but I would like someone to come in and just do like a deep clean, like every once in a while, like, but you have to budget for that. So that's a good idea. A little quarterly sit down with the hubs, talk about what you guys yeah. can offload yeah. a little bit. And in that meeting, we also talked about our finances, you know, because yeah. he's working and I have this business that I'm getting up and running, yeah. but it's a hard time of life. There's money flying out the door every month. I would yeah. not believe. And I'm sure you feel that way too, but we were like, okay, let's put some perspective on this and say like this phase of life is it's quick. I mean, it's not super duper quick because we have three children, so it's going to be longer for us, but let's think about how we're saving. Like you always want to be thinking about the future and being careful with your expenses, 
But we were like, I think in this phase of life, we're going to approach it differently because it's not just us anymore. We have lots of little people that we're taking care of. They have a lot of expenses, but it's taking so much of us too. So like, I think it's sometimes just a reframe. It's a short phase. Maybe we can think about our finances a little bit differently and spend a little bit of money because that will go a long way. I mean, you can start doing an aggressive savings plan, maybe, you know, a few years down the road, but right now I think we're going to spend our money, like not all of our money, but (laughs) you spend your money smartly to, you know, be able to accomplish the things that you need to in life. Are you going to be talking more about finance in the, in the village? No, I don't talk about my husband's a CPA, but it's funny. We don't, I mean, no, I don't talk about finance too, too much. I, I don't really focus on like budgeting, the monthly budgeting. Uh, to be honest, I do a terrible job of that. And my husband Same. is the accountant. <laughs> he also does a terrible job of it. <laughs> but but I yeah. do, I think those reframes are important. Like we have mm-hmm. a financial advisor and we meet with him, you know, a couple of times a year and he knows our goals in life. And so we've made, you know, adjustments with him in our plan mm-hmm. for the fact that we're going to need a little bit more money in this phase of life. So I don't really get into the nitty gritty, but I do provide some of those just like, let's think about this a little bit differently and think about what makes sense for your family, what you're able to really do. No, I'm with you on that because we've had that conversation before. I think I've tried to create a budget 10 times since I old enough to, to create a budget and I'd be all about it for like, you know, a couple months. And then now kids are getting older. There's more activities or school to pay for and things like that. Definitely just changing, tweaking a few things. But I think the underlying message with what you are building is that we want to free up some headspace so that we can feel happy. Right. And we have joy and we enjoy these years. Cause like you said, you're only in them for a certain period of time and it's fleeting as much as we were like, Oh gosh, I would say the, the, what do you say? Life is short, but the days are long. Right. And sometimes it feels really long and it's rinse, wash, repeat. Sometimes I'm like, wow, <laughs> like here we are again, it's another Monday. Uh, but <laughs> I want to be able to look back and be like, oh, I had just had a great week with her. I just had a fantastic yes. week with my family and being able to offload some of that stress. You know, what type of fun activities would you, sh- I feel like you guys are always having fun in case, well, if you did it, I don't know if it's still on social media, if it's actually on the grid and it lives there, but you did a shaving cream fight with the kids outside, which I'm like, gosh, I can't wait for summer to be here. Cause you know, just would like to get outside and do activities, but where you come up with all these ideas, did they just pop into your head or I do? I just, I just completely make them up. Yes. Um, (laughs) I do Googling, looking for ideas all over the place, but just trying to think about like, what are the quickest ways that we can really have some fun through the week? Um, So I'm like the first to admit, I'm not a very crafty and creative mom. I'm not that kind of mom who's like, let's sit down at the table and I, well, we're going to make owls out of pine cones and popsicle sticks. I just, there's an idea. I'm not that kind of mom. (laughs) So I, so like when I do find myself with a few minutes with the kids, if there's an afternoon after school where they don't have an activity, which these days is few and far between. But if we have a minute, I'm not very good at coming up with, okay, here's what we can do. So then I feel like the moment goes and I don't do anything. So it really helps me to have this. I do it once a month in the program. I come up with a sheet 
And it's, it's actually divided into five categories, but nobody in the program needs to remember those things. But I think they focus on the areas of life that I found to be areas that I wanted to pay attention to and sort of water the garden. So it's got self-care. So it's, mm-hmm. and you know, that our self-care in this phase looks a lot differently. So I'm never yeah. going to suggest to you to go take like an hour bath. It's little things like this week, I bought a new lipstick. I put on a song from the nineties that I know all the words to in my car and I sang to it. That's the kind of thing. It does make me feel better as I go through the week, but it only takes minutes and there's community service, like trying to find easy ways to get your kids and you involved in the community, um, be an important part of your community. There's fun. The fun also gets broken down into fun for you, fun with the couples and adults fun with the kids. So there's a bunch of little ideas in there. And sometimes there's things that are a little bit longer, maybe you can do on the weekend. And then there's a section for rituals. And this really was born out of the end of last year in 2022, when my son, my two-year-old was going through a sleep regression and my brain just went offline for several months. It just stopped working because I was seriously sleeping like an hour a night. It got to be really bad. And I couldn't even think about doing those small, quick activities. Mm -hmm. And so I just started thinking like, you know, I do things with my kids that aren't necessarily a planned activity, but they're little rituals. I mean, we all do them. Like you might read your child a bedtime story before bed, or like maybe you say a prayer before dinner, like kind of thing. And so part of the sheet every month is suggesting rituals. Like maybe you find one you love and it sticks and you do it every day or week, or you can try new ones through the month. And I really like those because there are things that you can do while you're doing other activities. It's not like, let's stop and do a separate activity. We do them like in the car or drop off on the way to a practice. What would be one that you would do? Like you said, in the car on the way to practice. Uh, We came up with, uh, well, I tried to play a game with my kids last week that was telling us, do it, doing like a round robin of telling a story. One person starts and then you, the next person each has a sentence, but my kids fun. are still young. And so it didn't, it didn't work out great, but <laughs> me and my eight-year-old went back and forth a little bit. And I think the other two were entertained by it, but they mm-hmm. had a little bit harder time picking up, but we've created little, a little code word. When I drop them off at carpool in the morning, I'll tell them a little, you know, so it's a little secret between us, just a little special moment. Or um, one month I did a little secret family handshake, you know, it's just a little inside thing between you and your kids. Have you always done stuff with them or has it been more so in the last couple of years? It's so funny that it occurred to me the other day that I did this during COVID, but it was out of survival, right? When we went into lockdown, my kids were four, three and four months old. And my husband went back to work pretty quickly after the lockdown because he was going to an empty office. So I was at home with my kids and we started off with no schedule during the day. And it was just like pandemonium. And like like I said before, my brain can't handle that. Like it was very hard for me to live through those days. And so very quickly I came up with a schedule. And then when they were so little, it was like a very rigid schedule. And then I had a whole list of activities that we could do. And so every week and every night before I would plan, like, here's what we're going to do this week. Here's what we're going to do tomorrow. And it, 
was a huge dial mover. And then when the world got going again, I sort of forgot about that. And it's funny now, I just thought about it the other day. I look back and I was like, I already created that whole system. And then I went back to it when they were a little bit older without even realizing that I had already done that. <laughs> so I guess that's, that's awesome. my default yeah. mode planning. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you're just, and listening to you, you're just so strategic. <laughs> Your brain just works like that, which is beautiful. I, I love know. taking, I feel like my superpower is taking huge amounts of information and sort of pulling it all together and figuring out what the gist is and then making a plan. I've done that several times, like in my career. And now mm -hmm. I do it in my family. I just, just taking a big, they call it like a BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. And in your, in my corporate world, we certainly had those. And I mean, raising a family, if that's not a BHAG, I don't know what is raising these kids the way that you want to. Right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, um, but I love to just make it feel like you break it down in these bites. And so it doesn't feel overwhelming. It feels like, all right, we got this, we can do it. We can get there. You know? Yeah. I think that's good. It's because you know what, I mean, you talk about being a mother, like nobody tells you any of this stuff. It's always like, Oh, make sure you spend the time with your kids. Cause it goes by so quick and this is going to be exhausting and wait till they turn three. Oh, wait till they turn 13. Da, 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 da. It's always about like waiting. And there's a lot of negativity around it versus can I just just adjust my way of living. It's not giving up on yourself. It's not giving up on who you are. I think a lot of the times working moms that can test to that. I don't want to say it's selfish, but we just, at some point we're like, what about me? I, I, what about the things that I like to do? Because things become so overwhelming. Right. Um, yes. But can, can we, can we, you know, come together? Can we meet halfway? And like you said, do those bite-sized activities that still allow us to be ourselves and, enjoy our careers and our kids and our families and all of that. And also enjoy yeah, the time I mean, for ourselves. If yeah. you think about before you had kids, you probably had a vision for what kind of mom you were going to be. No. And it probably yeah. was like <laughs> not really a reality. You know, you were going to like feed your kids all homemade baby food. Oh, sure. And, oh know, yeah. I bought that. the baby bullet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I mean, we, if you, I still hold that vision of what kind of mom I want to be. And when they're, you know, before you have kids, you're like, oh, I'm going to snuggle with them and I'm going to teach them how to walk. And it's only the sweet moments. And then you yeah. get into it and our kids know that we're, that we love them. We know that we're good moms. It's not about telling people you're doing a bad job and let me tell you how to do it perfectly. Cause I'm certainly not a perfect mom. I'm just saying, if you really look at your weeks are they looking like what your vision is? And I don't know. I think that's ultimately how I started to create this for my family and for our community is I, I still, I don't want to give up on that vision. I yeah. just want to find a, an easier way to get at it. I don't want to be doing more to get there and be overachieving. I want to be a high achieving mom. Like if you're a corporate um, or a working mom, you are probably a high achiever. You have goals in your corporate and your job. You should have the same for when you're a mom, you know, you can have a plan that you can work. You can have goals for what kind of a mom you want to be. I think that's well said. We kind of went over it a little bit and talking about the fun things that you do with your kids, but I always like to ask everyone if there is one thing you could suggest to the audience that would bring them more joy in your personal opinion, what would that be? That's a very good question. So I think <laughs> being type A and being in control and just 
forgetting about everything that we have on our plate is super hard to do over time. Like as I've done this, it, you, you kind of do learn, okay, if this is only going to take me five minutes, I can do that. And then you can sort of let your other responsibilities go for five, for five minutes, for 10 minutes. And you can find joy in that moment. Like, I don't think it's about as a mom, we're never going to feel carefree. We're never going to feel like we don't have so many things on our plate. But I think the joy is like finding those little moments throughout the week. And then when you look back on the week or the month, you can say, look at what we did. Like we Mm -hmm. are, um, you know, living in this family, this we're happy. We're, we're with each other. We're spending these quality moments together. I think that's just in this crazy phase of life. Maybe that's what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Releasing a little, a little more so that you can just enjoy your time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all on that. I think it's definitely a mindset thing. I have to, like, I've, I caught myself the other day. I was in the kitchen and I'm, my daughter's like, can you come play with me? And I'm like, oh, I got to make dinner and clean these dishes out of the way. And don't forget about preparing lunch. And I was like, you know what? Who cares about the dishes in the sink right now? My daughter is asking to spend time with me. Like, let me go. Something I have to practice. It's something I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. But I do think it helps to know it's not open-ended. You're not going to go play with her for two hours and not, not do your responsibilities. It's, right. you know. It's okay. Yeah. We can, let's play together for a few minutes and then mom has to go do this. It's that's life. It's part of running your house. Yeah. And then you get to be a grandparent one day, maybe hopefully. And then you can just, you know, you can do all that fun stuff. Yeah. Grandma's house is always way cooler. (laughs) My daughter said to me the other day, she goes, grandma's house is great. I mean, I'm, I get to do whatever I want. I'm like, yeah, you get to play and eat snacks and watch TV because it's grandma's house. And then she gives you back to me. <laughs> like, and she gets to go works. take a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, I've loved this conversation and I want other women to know where they can find you. So where, where are the hot spots right now? Okay. You can always find me at my handle and my website are all the same. It's rally the village. So you can find me on Instagram at rally the village. Village. Website is rallythevillage.com. And I will also send you um, a link that you can share with the audience that will take you to a free worksheet that is sort of step one in how I think about how to things better throughout your week. And that is automating the things that are taking up space in your brain week after week, but they really don't need to. So this particular worksheet focuses on your never-ending house chores. Before I put this together, I was just always stressing about laundry every day and tidying and the dishes. And it just felt like every day a lot, I was making decisions about when and stressing about things that needed to be done. So um, this worksheet should take you a couple of minutes and I call it set it and forget it. You do it once you put it on a weekly schedule and you do it on that schedule as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you're not thinking about it anymore. So I think it's a great first step to like start to relieve some of that weekly mental stress that we have. And you can start spending your brain power, you know, on more important things. Yeah. Spending time with your kiddos and yeah. spending time yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And our membership is it's a monthly program. It opens up every month. If you go to the website or on Instagram, I'll be talking about it too. You know, when the registration will open, the website does have a wait list. If you want to go ahead and join, you'll be the first to know when registration opens. Oh, I love a good wait list. (laughs) (laughs) 
Very cool. Well, thank you, Lauren, for your time. I appreciate it. And I know this is going to help so many women. So if people are listening, go sign up because Lauren is a genius at what she does. And she is going to help you live a less stressful life and live with more joy. All right. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of And Then Be Well. I would love to know what your takeaway was from today or any of the episodes that you've listened to. If you are able, just shoot me a note, Christina at andthenbewell.com. Or if you're on Instagram, you can go over to Christina Borsetti. All that's in the show notes. You can go down below, click the links, boom, it's there for you. I also want to encourage you that if you liked this episode or any of the other episodes, please share them with a friend, do a little click, share it on social media if that's where you're at and tag me so I can see that you're listening to it. And if you've been listening to the show now for a while, I would love it from the deepest, deepest part of my heart if you would leave me a five-star review. And that way, the more people will listen to this content, they can keep spreading joy and happiness and encouragement and getting answers out to our midlife caregiving community. Thank you so much again, and I will talk with you soon.